Welcome to the latest episode of the Daniel Energy Partners In-Basin Observations Podcast. This week, we travel to Conroe, Texas, and the NOV Texas Oil Tools and CTES facility. While there, we were able to sit down with Travis Thomas, CTES's Director of Digital Sales and Product Development. Travis joined NOV in 2020, having spent over a decade in well intervention and business development roles at companies like Halliburton, Superior, and Nine Energy Services. Travis's unique perspective stems from his background in managing technical sales and operations in coiled tubing service companies. He holds a BS degree from the University of Texas at Tyler and has also completed advanced business leadership courses at the Texas A&M Mays Business School in College Station. We had an interesting conversation with Travis discussing NOV's Max Completions digital platform and what it means for both the company and their customers. Thomas and his team are thrilled with the product that they've developed and are specifically showcasing it at the upcoming Ertech conference in Denver. We hope you enjoy the episode and feel free to pass along to others. All right. Well, welcome to the Daniel Energy Partners In-Basin Observations podcast. I'm your host, Bill Austin, and we are on the road again, this time in Conroe, Texas, um, at the NOV CTES facility. Um, we have a special guest joining us, Travis Thomas from NOV. So with every episode, we try to get out, talk to oil field service or EMP operator um, folks and get to learn a little bit more about what we see in the field. Um, with that, I wanted to give Travis a, a chance to just give us a little bit of a background on himself, and then we could start talking about why we're here and, and what we want to learn a little bit today. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Bill. Um, Travis Thomas, um, Director of Digital Completions, or Digital Sales and Product Development at NOB. So I'm not your traditional NOV guy that's come up through the ranks of the manufacturing facilities or some of the software groups, but was a customer of NOV for my whole career. So started with Halliburton as a coal tubing and frack engineer. Um, as we broke out in that pre-Hainesville environment of the oil field, we didn't have 12-hour shifts. Um, we didn't engineer from the office. We didn't have connection to the office. So we engineered from the field, and we truly lived on location. And in some cases, a lot of us in those, in those spots, we were signed on contract almost by name. If, the, if we were going into the well with a coal string or we're doing a frack, there were certain people that had to be on location. And fortunately and unfortunately, I was on one of those contracts in the Haynesville for some of the first drill outs and ended up you know, sleeping in the truck and living <laughs> these jobs for 300 plus days a year. Um, Throughout that, you progress through your career, you move into the office, and you start leading teams and leading operations, and you don't have that same visibility. So as we moved up to Halliburton, um, after Macondo, I made a stint in the Gulf for four or five years where I was the cool tubing manager um, for Halliburton in the Gulf, and then moved on to IPS and Nine Energy. So last spot was... Uh, technical manager for Nine Energy for their coal tubing division. Um, with a real close eye on the other elements and stayed in contact with all the frack friends and, and what was going on in the industry. As you move further away from the wellhead, I had less visibility. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of interest at NOV about what we're doing or what they're doing with the products and the capital equipment because they're building the world's fleet of coal tubing units in a significant portion of wireline and frack and so on and so forth. And so 
ended up at NOV to help build out a digital platform that fully connects the service companies, the ENPs, and gets a real picture of the field all the way to the office to drive real change. Um, with that, we brought a lot of team members with my same background. So we took the industry experts and these service companies and put us all together to to deliver um, something for NOV. So. Yeah, so you were, you were actually a customer of NOV before you, you, know, you came over. Absolutely, I, I knew these, I knew the groups here um, as friends, as you know, sales guys, vendors, um, and their culture is something I always aligned with. So when they would come and sell to me at Halliburton, it was really those guys that are on these groups um, for TOT and quality tubing and hydrorig that I knew that we all had that same mindset, you know, really straightforward, yep. trustworthy, always telling the truth, morally sound. And it's like, that's, that's the group you want to align to. Yeah. Cause you don't always find those areas in, in our oil and gas market. Yeah. There's, you know, we don't speak about it a lot, but there's some things, you know, out there in the field levels that maybe you don't align with. And so finding the right group of people is really important for me. Yeah. And being service focused. That's I mean, right. you know, we see that from a lot of our, you know, Daniel Energy Partners people that when yep. you find the right people that are also service focused, you act, you actually want to end up working with them. Too. Absolutely. And so you came on to NOV to help build this digital platform, which is, I mean, we can talk a little bit about it, but it's very different. This is not capital equipment, like, you know, the, the, the same way that NOV is known equipment. for. Um, yes. Yeah, so the, the thing that I like to bring up is in the last 50 years, there's not a well drilled in the U.S. that drilled and completed that does not have a piece of NOV equipment used in that process. Whether it's white label and branded and it has, you know, one of the big three service companies brands mm -hmm. on it or one of the smaller service companies or the drilling rig, NOV supplies all of the elements it takes to drill and complete a well. So yeah. I think that the tagline is we power the industry that powers the world and it's true. Um, but that being said, we didn't connect to the digital. Yeah. This is the best platform, the best company to truly integrate all of the elements on location and bring it into one spot so you can see these jobs that are being run and get it into you know that one click area to see everything for your well delivery. Yeah, I mean like look, because we've talked to a lot of other industries talk about this digital revolution, the cloud um, and Obviously, in oil and gas, we talk about it. It is not as, well, it is not advertised that it is ad adopted as it really is. And yep. so you're at NOV. You're trying to build this platform now. Just talk to us a little bit about how that would work, you know, a little bit about it and how it can kind of help both for your customers but also for everybody else, you know, for the end user. Of, Absolutely. Of so um, what we've developed and are rolling out to the field is called Max Completions. That is a digital site that is all the way from sensor to squiggle and then the handing of the data um, for everything frack, coil tubing, workover, snubbing, wireline, downhole tools on these jobs, etc. This platform is not just an aggregator. It's not just a website. It right. is truly integrated into the NOV equipment 
that comes off of the, the lines from Hydra Rig, um, could be Rolagon, Elmar, um, Mobile Rig. We can integrate this equipment, but we're also not only that equipment. And so that's the that's one of the biggest things is when you talked about the others that are saying digital platforms. Right. They're looking at digital platforms as a commercial gain and a monetary value. So they want you to click their buttons. Mm -hmm. We'd love for you to click our buttons. Not because of the commercial value, truly because it's a spot where you can integrate agnostic data that could be NOV equipment and non-NOV equipment in one spot to see the entire job. Um, that's one of the one of the bigger elements is, is being open to everyone and then have the platform that you can use that it's directed at service companies first for the cool tubing side okay because they can not only see the platform or see the jobs they can see their whole operations so all of the personnel management can be there all of the equipment management their equipment health they can schedule all of their crews and you can even do daily tickets from the platform so everyone service company and ENP Yep. can align and have the same exact view of location. And it's not the field versus the office. And then the two different elements at the office, it's to get everyone in one spot. Right, and you can do this, you know, at a central location or in the field, right? I mean, absolutely. That, that, you know, we're, we're looking at a, a, a big screen here with, with some of the max completions data on it. Maybe we'll find a way to show that at some point <laughs> on this too. But I mean, this is all of the data that you would want on a coil tubing string, or, job i should say to to make sure that you're understanding absolutely we wrote a sp a couple spa papers in the last few years for icoda um, and we started the first spa paper before max completions ever had a login for anyone to teach users how to use some of the engineering tools that the engineers have always known yep. but we didn't do a great job of passing it down and one is using torque and drag models for coal tubing in drilling, the drillers drill by this. The drilling engineers sit in the remote op centers and they use torque and drag and they stay on this path. In coal tubing, we run torque and drag models to ensure we get to the bottom of the well, that yeah. we can do the job. But then no one looks at it during the job until there's a problem. And what we're teaching is how to use a live torque and drag model to see if you're on path or you're starting to deviate, if you're becoming stuck or you have a tool failure, make those, um, make those judgments really fast. Yep. The other element is completions is known for being way behind drilling on data. Yep. But coal tubing actually isn't. The remote view of coal tubing is, but coal tubing in its inception fatigues. As it bends go coming off of the reel and going into the well, there are bending moments. And as it bends at different pressures and different grades of pipe and all these elements, it has a fatigue mm -hmm. life. This fatigue has been being tracked inside of cold tubing units for 26 years digitally in a yep. local software that we developed Cerberus with our RyanNet software to, to track the data. So in a cold tubing unit, you have depth, weight, speed, and pressure all the time. You've always had it you, because you needed to have that data to monitor the fatigue and do the calculation. Well, what we did as engineers, we became really good at looking at those few variables and deducing everything that goes down hole. Yep. What we're doing in the platform now is showing these items and then also deriving channels off of it. All the things that you did in your tally book, your hand calculations to determine 
if everything was going right or if you're starting to deviate, we've done that automatically for the user so they can see the fatigue, the torque and drag, and the actual sensor values all at once. Right, and you're seeing that in real time. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, you guys are roll it, have rolled this out for coil tubing, yes. right? And that the that is where you're starting to get a little bit of, of traction, you know, rolling this out. Absolutely. I, I think there is around 1,300 users uh, yep. interfacing with the platform today um, from service companies and ENPs. Um, there's 16 to 17 coal tubing companies globally that are pushing through this and using this platform to run their operations and a, a couple hundred units that are yep. pushing in. Um, we didn't start at coal tubing because that's the best path forward for all the completions. We started there because our in-depth knowledge yep. and the connection with the units because it is fully integrated into those units. And so that's why I brought up how coal tubing was ahead of frack yeah because we had to do it to monitor our pipe so it was a faith safety mechanism when you're using it as safety you do it every day a hundred percent of the time when yeah. you're doing it for data if you have a gap that doesn't stop a job but yeah. in cold tubing the job doesn't go on if you don't monitor monitor the fatigue okay and so that you've, you've touched on it a little bit here it's like i'm sure listeners are thinking okay so now where's frack because that is the net you know Again, it's a big part of the, the well cost. It is probably Absolutely. something that people are very interested in being able to monitor from a, a lot of people are already, but monitoring from a real-time perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we love coal tubing because we, we lived a lot of it, although we are most of the team has also been frack engineers and ran frack ops. Yep. We know that there were some issues in coil to not get stuck anymore, to not have failure. So we do that out of that's – that's almost like a – work of love to, to fix this, <laughs> but we do know that frack is what we have to get to. And we are using max completions in real-time remote centers where consultants are calling frack jobs at their towers for remote field ops using max completions. In COIL, I said we connected torque and drags and fatigue and all of the other elements, a lot of derived channels. In frack, we're looking at a different animal. Yep. And this animal isn't the different engineering tools. This one is all of the disparate data sources. So you have a frack van on location that could have multiple servers running. You have a wireline unit on location for delivering plugs. You have the pump down to, to pump the plugs down. Then you have wellhead sensors, and you also have offset wells for the whole field. Yep. You could be you know, monitoring those to do frack models. You could be monitoring them just for communication pressures. But Max Completions is a website or a system that allows you to sensor all of those elements using NOV systems mm -hmm. or using third-party systems. We can connect to them, bring them in, or we could be integrated in those systems. Or the vendor that's providing the pump down, if they had something that can push to the cloud, we'll connect it in the cloud. So our goal is to make this data, data easy. Yep. Get it to the cloud easy, and then once it's in the Max portal, we can see all of the different sources coming in, the van, the wireline, all the things I mentioned, and we can align them with standard names, not weird tag names with underscores and hash marks, <laughs> and, but actually, you know, propent concentration and downhole propent concentration and wireline speed and put that in one platform to see it and be able to make calls on the fly to see the entire frack spread. And so you could see that, you know, that entire spread. The, the question is, and, and, 
connecting everything together is not an easy thing. It's not just like a snap of the fingers, but you guys are able to do that. Why, why would they, you know, how are you, and not, so not the why is probably not the right question, but how do they connect all that stuff together and why, why NOV or, or max completions that, to, to use as a portal? So that truly starts at the people. So NOV's max completions, while it is a completion site, is working with and under, we're, we're a true merged or joint venture between the MD Todco side of NOV and the CAP side of NOV. So it's completions and that traditional MD Todco data set. So we're, we're not bringing new boxes out. We're not delivering tech that's unreliable. We're delivering something that's been there for 100 years. Yeah. And it has all its iterations and gets better every year. And it has you know 200 plus technicians globally. There is no basin in the world. There's no region that we couldn't have a person on location um, getting your data up every day and support you every day. And so a lot of the others that you would talk to about digital platforms, they absolutely do not have that level of field support because they're growing, you know, one pad, right. one job at a time. And we already have all of that stuff in place. So it's really giving you the spot to do the work yep. and we can turn it on tomorrow. Cool. And so turning it on, that again, so coil tubing is where you guys are right now. Getting to that frack is the next, is the next stage for, for you. Um, how is it, you know, I, we, we, before we started this, you, you showed me a couple of webinars and things like that. So for your users, yep. our people are starting to use this and get, you know, familiar from the coil tubing side. Right? Absolutely. So our first goal, because our staff is truly the leaders in the coil tubing market and some of the frack market, we had five or six different logins for different things before we came to NOV. <laughs> so we had strings sitting in the spot and we had a local software and we might be able to get a text with some real-time viewer that we don't even know how it got up yeah, to the web. Yeah, like, it looks like something. And, yeah. we, and then we had spreadsheets running schedules and we had HR platforms. The first thing we did is deliver something that the, those operations can use. And so it doesn't have to be coil. Coil is just what the sensors are coming across at in, in a lot of the cases because it's integrated. But having a spot to do your coordinating, to manage the certifications of the employees, manage the certifications and the license plates of the units, have pictures or cards for those. So have that spot where you can manage coordinating getting to the job. Yeah. And then you have the cool platform that everyone is, you know, working to have a cool platform. But then you have the, the job and then having all of the post-job ability. So doing post-job reports remotely, doing field ticket remotely, um, being able to do a KPI dashboard. Yeah. So you're not just looking at a job from a one-off. You're looking at the performance on that job, and you can summarize what was on location, what size string was being used, what plug was down hole, what tool was on there, and look at the performance of that job versus jobs using other tools right. or other plugs. And so you can make real calls to change what is happening on location to get better. Yeah, and one thing you also showed us, too, on there, which was really interesting, was you know, you've got this data, but there are the annotations, right, mm -hmm. that, the, that the guys in the field are using in real time. So you're getting a little context versus just, oh, here's a squiggly line on, a, on, you know, on the computer. Mm -hmm. You're getting a little context as to what is going on to help make decisions into the future, too. 100%. So 
in a manufacturing or trying to deliver a product, you're looking for what is the new cool tech? What is the next <laughs> thing? We can throw AI out there as, as much as you want, and you can say it over and over. There's all kinds of automation inside right. of this. We do automation every day. It's just that you put the asterisk and the tag on it. Right. But all of that never trumps the most important sensor on location, and that is the eyes, ears, smell, taste. That is a human. That's touch and feel. Yep. And you can't replace that. You're not. We're not replacing that with all of the AI. Right. Uh, we're not replacing that. So this platform not only has a great spot to aggregate sensor data, it has mobile apps and interfaces on location where everyone on location has a connection to it. And they have a quick button on their phone. Looks just like entering a, a Facebook or an Instagram comment. They hit plus and they can say run and hold or plus and start frack or stop frack or pumps down. And you can upload pictures and videos that go straight from the mobile app right into the platform. And so it's making what we, we've all been human sensors. That's what right. we are. Yep. And I don't know, maybe saying that word could, could have some <laughs> negative connotation, but we are. We are sensing the world and we're delivering back to our spouses at home or our families. We're censoring or and delivering or yeah. our bosses. <laughs> and we used to do it on tally books. Yep. What we've done is this app truly empowers your staff and everyone on location to be a digital human sensor. And so that context, because you're using this to already do your job, so the cool tubing guys are using this to monitor everything they're doing from running hole, if there's any downtime, if there's any issues. So all of the data is already there. Yeah. It's, already, it's already contextualized, and we're not having to do a lot of algorithms to look at the individual states. Now, we are doing algorithms for specific states and things that are priority, but we have everyone's already using it. So that context has been there for, for many years. And, and like you said earlier, right, the service companies are, have been, you are a customer of NOV, the, the service company is the one that is most likely on the coil tubing and then eventually to the frac side, yep. the one that's going to buy max completions. So digital platforms can't have an impact if you're only looking at it from the well delivery EMP side. There's a huge case where you need to. The EMP and the EM completion engineers and the data scientists, the EMPs, they need to see this data. Mm -hmm. And they need to have the data tracked and they need to use it to change procedures. But if you're not sharing that same view with the service company, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get the work done any better. Right. So NOV is a service company focused company. You know, yeah. we, we focus on service companies of building equipment. Focusing on the service company and allowing them to put the sensors out there and engage with the data, they can immediately do better jobs. And then they're sharing that same view with the ENP and vice versa, and we can connect to all the data lakes. And we're, we're trying to make a spot where everyone's working at a team, right. and we're not working as vendor versus customer. Right. Well, and again, like you said, NOV is, you know, you're selling to your capital equipment to a service company, yep. which the, the eventual end user is your, is your yep. operator. But those guys are the ones you need to adopt max completions in order to make absolute sure to win yeah, yeah. Uh, to to win and i don't mean win against competition to truly win as a disruptive service that changes the way that we look at our our wells yeah cool and so that that starts you know you're starting to get the you know the adoption on on this first part you're rolling this out over the summer 
you know, how, how are you feeling about rolling the rest of, of max completions out? What are you guys doing to, to kind of bring more awareness to it as well? So we have a few elements to tie up for FRAC. So it is being used. You can call jobs for, for it. Um, some of the things I talked about scheduling, we're still tying up the last pieces, mm-hmm. you know, get those bookends done around the data sets. Um, we're working to make sure we can deliver these WITSML feeds that have been used in drilling for you know, many, many years to deliver those for coal tubing and for frack. So we're, we have some things that we're technically working on throughout the summer, but we are rolling it out. We are using it. Um, we'll be at Ertec uh, next week where NOV has empowered Max Completions and this digital completions team to be the the primary focus and be the sole focus of of the show for us that's a big deal for nov yeah because i I mean not to interrupt but like look when even some of our you know more seasoned listeners think of nov as a rig equipment company that's correct uh, capital equipment fine but like they think about the big offshore rigs that you guys build all over the world that's right and so that's where nov is really showing that they're behind this that this isn't a side note. This isn't, you know, 35 developers and, you know, a team of ex-customers building something, which that's a pretty big development staff. But they're truly behind us making a change because we've demoed this at a few trade shows in ICOTA, and I'm usually a small screen in the corner. Um, (laughs) What we're delivering and our functionality is greater than some of the ones at the huge booth and all the stuff right but because we're at nov and there's so many things to show we're a side note right. and it's only at the shows because everyone needs a space yep. but nov is we have a, been allowed to take urtech and this be just max completions and you know a few completions tools that go right with us cool yeah because i mean look this is a is the change for you guys that's right showing it showing out there again it sounds like it integrates really nicely with all of your capital equipment goes to the right people on the on the customer side and then hopefully enables i mean we talk a lot about digital stuff or or digital stuff within oil and gas how does that enable people to do better at their jobs either efficiently even more efficiently you know cheaper little things like that that people always kind of touch on on it but if you can get all of the different pieces you know working together that's super important Absolutely. Um, one of the few knocks that I've had are kind of rough conversations when I'm trying to, sh- you know, pull someone in a digital efficient manner is I've, I've got that little pushback once or twice. It is, why would I want to get more efficient? My day rates are so low. I need to be on location. Yeah. And our mindset is completely opposite. It's let's get better. Let's help the MPs deliver faster more wells, more work, you know, more capital equipment, all of the things. So the, the companies that embrace a true dis- digital future and connected future, they will get better. Mm-hmm. And they will be the ones that continue to move forward. The ones that don't embrace it, I think over the next 10 years, we'll start seeing them subside and not be around as long or not being able to grow. Right. And everyone has a spot. And you do have production wells and things that have to be delivered at a certain cost and you can't move. But moving in shale, you know, all of this high pressure shale plays and global, you know, global plays where you're seeing shale pop up in other global basins. You have to be able to take what you've learned here and move it somewhere else. Well, that was going to be my next question. I wanted to make sure, like, look, this is your your guys are focusing U.S. 
yeah. right now, which makes sense that a lot of people are focusing U.S. You know, how do you bring this to the rest of the world? I would I would assume that you know, like North Sea places like that have been chomping at the bit for something like this There's as well. Def there is definitely um, cold tubing units that push from the Western Hemisphere everywhere, not just the U.S., so right. Canada, 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 <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, too many words in a row. Um, Canada and Latin America have a lot of units that push in. It's yeah. a huge presence in Canada. Um, North Sea has units that push in. Um, you see some from New Zealand, um, so on and so forth. They're anywhere that you're allowed to get the data to the cloud and yeah. get it out of country, we're pushing data and we can deliver data immediately. Uh, Latin America has a few governmental regulation challenges for using Starlink. So, oh, okay. so if you can use Starlink in country and there's no regulatory issue, then you can get data out. Oh, okay. So Latin America has some comms issues right now yeah. and it's more, it's more government you know, discussions than it is technical discussions. Right. We've overcome We've overcome the, you don't have access to data on the globe. You, cool. Elon fixed it for all of us. So you just got to allow him to connect. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's got to, having uh, what, like internet all yeah. over the world is, is, is pretty normal now. It is it's pretty just normal. a matter of if, yeah, data requirements and what the government says you can and can't do. That's what we were talking about. You know, there's some groups in, in Africa that would that would love to, to move forward. And my first question is like, okay, data connection. Right. And if, you know, we know if Starlink can be used there, would be perfectly fine. Well, we know if we have to go cell phones or other satellites, and there's some challenges. There's some challenges. Just, there. satellites, right. satellites work great, but they're logistically challenged to get the satellite on location, right. you know, drive it out and run light plants to keep it, you know, keep it powered up. Um, and so you mentioned Urtech, so you guys are going to be there. I know that we're, this is June 7th or June 8th, sorry. And then that's next week up in Denver and you'll, you'll be there mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. We'll be at Urtech uh, next week. There's a pretty robust, uh, list of shows or places that will be this year but Urtech will be kind of the flagship sh show for us to be able to show everything we do um, likely we will be with the NOB team at the the Daniel Energy Partners cook-off <laughs> I have a mobile box so I found that I don't want to do demos on teams yeah I have a mobile remote ops cabinet it goes oh, cool. in the back of our truck, roll it out, and it has four screens. Looks just like you're a, a drilling engineer, completion engineer, calling the jobs, and we can take it anywhere. Cool. Like and if we find a 110 outlet, we hook it up. And so that's how we're able to go to some smaller shows or set it up at a golf tournament and so on and so forth. Nice. Well, at the, at the cook-off, there will be plenty of power plugs, and you guys will be able to show it off awesome. there too, which should – We'll do our own plug. That's still coming up. I feel like that's my other job is uh, is thinking about how to make that thing happen. And I know John and Sean and, and Bob and everyone else are doing the exact same thing. Awesome. <laughs> well, um, with that, I mean, we try to keep it to right around 30 minutes. I think we're, we're right around there. Um, Travis, I really appreciate, you know, you having us out here. Um, and I've loved learning a little bit more about Max Completions. Hopefully we'll do a little tour of the, uh, the TOT facility and, uh, right after this. Absolutely. No, thanks for coming. We'll go show you some of that, you know, behind the scenes tech that's coming out. So cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks. <laughs>